we, we can't I use my context clues and I figure out normal. he's talking to Stephen Jones. Um, Jerry Jones' I, I like son, that we're not like the owner of the Dallas church. Cowboys. That's a good thing. And um, I st- we, we're he about got off to, the phone, uh, he solved the thing, and I said, David, to you. how do you know and I want to take him. a minute and, and he explain goes, oh, our what this is right about. Um, and and I went, okay, I'm in a different league. Leading up to this, you, you heard know, Wes's presentation. Um, my box has pizza. Um, and so these cards we're, are, are we're in a different league there. Basically on one side. Later when I was in Snyder, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians we were talking about a building program. And we were, we were really pushing it. We were selling this dream and talking a lot about how they were going to reach out into the community. On the other side And it was starting to take hold in the church. People were starting to buy into it. And so one day I got a call from one of the little old ladies, one of the this is not a, uh, in the church. I, I, she asked me to come by her house. Here, and I here's thought, what I'm this is. And uh, so when I, went I make by my there, budget for next year, typical little West I know Texas exactly house. what you know, my mortgage payment is. Three bedroom be. brick frame house that uh, I mean, she there's no way that another, I come to the first of the month and I go, and, and let me see what I got. And uh, yeah. she sits oh, me down I don't in the have living enough. room. You know, I'm just going to give them this time. We don't do that. That's silly. To me and she I says, know exactly what my student loan payments are going to be. About how we can minister and have to this been community forever. and how we can reach out. Don't, don't. That's and a source yes, subject. Yes, ma'am. My she point says, is, I want to help. I budget and, and, and accordingly. So I, I right? We all do. I want to try to help you out a little bit. Unfortunately, I didn't grow up putting God first. sweet. You know, that's kind of, I, I think not that's my parents were really bad. They didn't do anything wrong. They taught us to give. Now, I don't have much. But. So all I'm learning to, to budget, I'm learning to, to put to God right first, and that's what this is about. I want to go ahead. I, I, I'm, we're calling on our family. Yes, ma'am. That'll Sit get us started. Family. Talk about um, your budget. And, and, and Talk about your you money. go to church next Talk Sunday, about, and I'm this is what putting we're my little money in the plate. This is how we're going to put God first in the coming year. Because we want to give God the first fruits. around that kind There's of There's lots of different ways you have to your do Bibles that. We're going to try to add some, John chapter some uh, online John giving, chapter some electronic means, we, we see all kind of different ways of, because of we're trying to make this as easy as possible. And we see a picture of Jesus but, dealing but with that. But here's what you need to know. know. See you you have a group of shepherds who, as leaders, take their financial After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, That is unusual, especially in churches And a large crowd was following him because they saw the group of deacons who, as servants, Jesus their went up on the mountain, and there the he money sat down in with their budget. Very now, the Passover, seriously. the Feast of the Jews, and they want to use that lifting up his eyes. Then we have the tons of good work that we support. Jesus said to Philip, Next week, we're going to highlight are we to some of those so as we bring these back. He but, said this um, to test him, for he knew himself um, what he would do. Those works Philip answered all him, come out of different places, bread and they, all those ripples for each that of them to even get a little come from one of his disciples, what we Andrew, put in the play Simon Peter's brother, so, said to him, I encourage a boy here who has home, five barley loaves study and those fish, passages. But what are they for so many? Talk about this Jesus as a said, How We're doing this right down. now before the children Now, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down about 5,000 in generation. Jesus this is something that we want to be training them in the way that they should go so that when they're old, so also they don't the fish, depart as much from as they want. And so we want and to when include them in those field, conversations. He told his disciples, Instead of just handing them a dollar on Sunday morning, nothing may be we, lost. we so want to talk about how can we put God first in our finances and our giving. So take these cards home, talk about it, pray about it, think about it, and make your commitment as a family. Bring them back next week, and next week we will bring these to 
here the Lord. this morning. Uh, um, symbolically, Jesus and his apostles have been really busy. The timeline that we that we look at we in John holds, to holds correct, so that we judge the timing not only of the feast correctly, are we putting it's God been about first, five but that our leadership has an opportunity the apostles have to make been better sent decisions out, as we move forward. Jesus has been healing and teaching. And so, hopefully, everybody got one of those. If you did not, if you know somebody who's not here, we'll be sending out electronic copies. They're going to the other side of the lake by the church office at any time and pick one of those up. So, Unfortunately, the crowds you. beat them. And, uh, we'll move they on. run around we'll the, the lake, um, and, and they so end up over there on the other side. So the Bible says a large crowd is waiting Grateful for them when is they an get there. Now, this we learn later that it's at least 5,000 men, Many of you which know means that my mom if you add in women and children, there's somewhere between 10 and 15,000 people who were actively pursuing Jesus. Now, to give you an idea of what that looked like, Monday and all the Bauer way Stadium is slated to hold 14,000. Thank you, everyone, so, so much. For every the love and seat filled, have shared. I and some standing grateful. room My mom is the is kind of crowd we're talking today. About. But she wanted That's me to let people. you all know right? that she is eternally and, grateful and for your prayers. Now, this your is visits, this is what I love. I mean, if you read the Bible and you don't see Jesus, I hope without the prayers, it may have been a very Jesus is the coolest individual. We are thankful to have a family that loves He is right here in this moment, having fun with his disciples. He's messing with so, He knows that what he's going to do, and John says. You know, hey, but guys, he looks we talk Philip about all the time says, that we want to be a people of is prayer. Is there like You've a, heard a Walmart me say that. or something You've been around, around here very where we much. could go get You've some food You've heard me say that folks? prayer is the work of the now, church. Now, he knows what we he's going to do, I think that's but he's messing with in, Philip. In Andrea's Philip, case, what do you let me think? tell you another numbers guy. Because for a while, he's that group's Tyron Sanders, so he does a little math in his head real quick, and he goes, man, it would take it would take a denarii. It would take this much money for these people to even have a Snack. You don't do understand. Brenda Lord? contacted me this week. Now, a denarius came or, back or, or that penny free. was what an agricultural yeah. worker typically made so, for one day's labor. Don't tell me that prayer was, doesn't uh, help. Okay? We see that that's in Matthew deal. 20. So, but uh, if we assume if, if, uh, that if you need that, put that we're going to, that's what we're here for. They're, that's they're what we love about, to do. So well, if we can pray with it, you, it would take about if we can do anything, dollars, let us know. Next, we don't have a lunch this week. we have a lunch, a person. On the, or, the or, fifth or Sunday, Sunday, but next anyway, week we will have John's a breakfast I'm not. at eight fifteen. So for the feeding of free, the five thousand, five thousand men plus women and children, be ready to go Philip to, does to some math in his head and together. figures out this so is going to cost that somewhere around fourteen thousand on your uh, calendar. For, and he for says next week. we ain't got also, that kind of Also on your way out, you're going to be some folks handing now, out. Now you remember when we talked about very much? Remember we do this in that moment. These Philip are called Racktober cards inadequate. Because the he's looking at what they have kindness, versus what they and need. And for the month of October, we ask Remember, that you do random acts of kindness up, right? to people throughout the community. But this is where we leave one of these cards randomly. Because sometimes that overwhelming that, uh, situation, whoever sometimes shared this that feeling you, of inadequacy so love to is let you from know God. That Jesus loves you. Sometimes that feeling of not being enough, of not having enough, of not being able to reach what you're trying to reach is from God. Let me put it to you this way. Sometimes this is a good way for us to advertise. Sometimes Jesus is saying, do you believe in your pocketbook or do you believe in me? Pay for the person across the way. Here's what I'm putting down for you. I want you to dream big. I want you to look out at all the lost and the hurting and the dying in hundreds. 
Christ feel, and I want you to think about how can we bring them the good news? How can we share with them what we're blessed with? I want you to hear the call from places like Honduras. I want you to hear that may happen. No, I'm just kidding. Baxter and the work that they're doing there. I want you to hear what Freddie is doing with the prison ministry, and I want you to hear what Todd's doing on campus. And I want you to hear that and say, how can we bless that even more? And I don't know about and you guys. Jesus is saying, me, sometimes, I mean, you know sometimes, so, um, Jesus you know, is messing I, I'm not you. rolling in the saying, bank. Um, are you going to however, trust your budget? It, it, it gets are you inadequate when you work alongside or, or minister alongside. He knows alongside. what he's going to do. He knows People how this are very, is very financially He knows how it's going to turn when out in John When I was in Tampa, um, one of our deacons, anyway. we, was, uh, we were talking about, he was my deacon over youth. I was a youth minister. Every great work of God. It always begins with a feeling of inadequacy. You think about Moses in the burning bush. You think about David. You think about Elijah. We could go on and on and on. It's always a feeling of inadequacy. Because God wants us to realize it comes from Him, not from us. Sometimes the miracle of God has to be preceded by our own feeling of inadequacy. And then along comes Andrew. Good old Andrew. Andrew has brought Peter to Jesus. That's pretty much his claim to fame at this point. And now Andrew shows up with a kid and his lunchbox. Now, now hear me. 14,000 people and Andrew shows up and goes, hey, this little boy here has got some fish and some biscuits. Now, I don't know if Andrew was joking or if Andrew was naive, or if Andrew had more faith than the whole bunch of them. Why would you do that? Why would you show up and look at Bauer Stadium full of people and go, I got some fish and biscuits, you think that'll be enough? Andrew shows up with a kid in his Scooby-Doo lunchbox. But here's what we need to see. Here's what I want us to take away from that this morning. Jesus can work with whatever we bring. See, whatever you put on that card doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to this church. It matters between you and God. Because whether you put down $5 or $5,000, it doesn't matter. Because God can do miraculous things with a sack lunch. Right? You can, where's Ray? I need an Amy. Um, thank you. God can do miraculous things with a sack lunch. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was that little boy... And I'm sitting there amongst 14,000 people and some apostles come walking through going, hey, anybody got anything to eat? I'm doing this. I don't know what y'all talking about. I ain't, I ain't got nothing. Y'all just go on and I'm going to hide my little sack lunch. I'm going to hide that, that behind, my, behind my back. The key is we have to bring whatever we have. Jesus can work a miracle with whatever we bring. And... and it's my human tendency, it's my human nature to try to hang on to what's mine. It's my human selfishness that wants me to say, this is mine and I'm not going to share it with you. Part of what we're doing right now, I don't want you to just think about money. I want you to think of what are your talents, what are your abilities, what are, what are the, the, the things that God has blessed you with? Remember last week we talked about we are blessed to bless others. Now, that, that's part of what this Racktober thing is about, right? We are reaching out to the community and blessing people for no reason other than Jesus loves them, period. 
And, and so as you're talk, talking about at home, thinking about, praying about how you're going to fill out this card, I want you to also think about what are the things that I bring to the table that are unique to me? What can I do that makes a huge difference in the world around me? What can I do that makes a small difference in the world around me? You don't realize the impact that things you do have on people. Let me give you an example. Um, I'm not going to name her name because she'd embarrass me, but most of you are going to know who I'm talking about. She would, she would be embarrassed. She wouldn't embarrass me. Um, but th- there's a lady in our congregation who every birthday sends our children a $2 bill. Right? You guys know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to name her name, but you know who I'm talking about. And, and my girls are thrilled. Around their birthday, Dad, have you checked the mail? Dad, Dad, have you checked? Did I get my card yet? That's a big deal because we don't realize this generation, they don't get mail. Right? They get email, they get text, but they don't get cards in the mail like you used to. Now, I say that to say that's not a big thing to her when she does those things, but it's a big deal to those little girls. There are lots of little things like that that you can do. You may say, well, Jeff, you don't understand. I'm inadequate. I don't have a lot of money to bring to the church. You don't need a lot of money. You bring what you have to give. And so it may be that you can sit there and you can write a card and you can send that doesn't have to be for a special occasion. You want to make somebody's day? You send a note to a parent and you say, I'm so proud that you bring your children to church. God bless you. I'm praying for you today. Guaranteed that makes a huge difference in their day. You want to, you want to encourage somebody? You send them a note. You do something like that. There's all kind of ways that you can minister to somebody. There's all kind of things you can bring to the table. It doesn't just have to be money. Jesus can do miracles with whatever you bring. When we have that attitude, when we have that attitude that nothing I have belongs to me, that I don't deserve any of it, that attitude of gratitude that we talked about last week, when we have a heart filled with the grace of Jesus Christ, it cannot help but overflow. See, look at what happens later in John 6, starting at verse 10. Uh, Jesus says, have the people sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he he distributed them to those who were seated. So he sits them down. He takes this little lunchbox. and, And now, look, Jesus doesn't do a big flash. Jesus doesn't do, if you've seen the TV preachers on TV, if they were going to do this, there'd be like pomp and circumstance and fireworks and music and everything. Jesus doesn't do anything. He says a prayer of thanks. He doesn't say, everybody get ready because I'm about to multiply this food to feed this multitude. Now watch closely. He, He doesn't do that. He doesn't look for credit. Do y'all realize how weird that is? I'm a man. I don't wash a cup at my house without asking for credit. Honey, did you see what I did? (laughs) Jesus doesn't ask for credit. Jesus just gives thanks. Thank you, God, for what you're about to do. Thank you, God, for what you're about to do. And that's what's going to happen next week. Next week, we're going to bring those cards back, and we're going to talk about the ripples that those little pebbles make all around the world. And we're going to give thanks. We're going to celebrate what God has blessed us with. And we're going to celebrate what God is going to do. 
Because I firmly believe that whatever we bring to Him, He's going to multiply. Whatever we bring, He's going to use to bless not just this community, but this world. He's going to use it not to just bless this church, but to bless everything that this church touches. Because, see, the miracle is directly connected with thanksgiving. Later on in verse 22 and 23, it's going to say, On the next day the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there, and Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Do you see that? In their mind, the miracle and the thanksgiving are directly connected. That's what we want to get. When they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. The miracle is directly connected to thanksgiving. So next week when we bring back our offerings to the Lord, we're going to bring them back with thanksgiving. Why? Because the scripture that's printed on that card says, For the Lord loves a cheerful giver. It's not just saying the Lord wants you to write your check with a smile on your face. It's saying the Lord wants you to see this as worship. The Lord wants you to see yourself giving back to Him that which He'd already blessed you with. And we're going to give thanks for what we've been blessed with and for the the tiny offering that God is going to multiply to bless millions through the reach of this congregation. Regardless of how little we have or, or how insufficient it seems, God can work miracles through our giving. When we acknowledge our inadequacy, when we offer whatever it is that we have to offer, and when we meet God in thanksgiving. When we do that, miracles are going to happen. When we do that, God is going to work mightily. The hungry will be fed, the sick will be healed, the gospel will be spread, and most importantly, God will be glorified. So, As we move into this time of year, this is a season of gifts. This is a season of thanksgiving. It's appropriate that we start thinking this way. It's appropriate that we start looking at these things. It's appropriate that we admit that we're insufficient to the task at hand. It's appropriate that we say we can't accomplish this on our own. It's appropriate then that we bring our feeble offering to God and say, God, We know that you've blessed us tremendously more than we could ask or imagine. But we want to offer you just a portion of that back. And then we're going to give thanks for what we have, for what's been given, and for the miracle that God's going to work through that. That's the people who walk with Jesus. That's who we want to be. If you're here this morning and you're looking for him like these people in this story... I want you to know you're not here by accident. You're not here because whatever reason you think you're here. You're here because the Spirit of God brought you here this morning. And the Spirit of God wanted you to hear that whatever it is you're struggling with, you're right. You can't handle it by yourself. You're insufficient for the task. You need Him. You may be here because you feel overwhelmed or insecure or inadequate or insufficient. And I say great. Because... That may be Jesus messing with you. That may be Jesus trying to get you to realize that you need Him. That may be Jesus preparing you for what He's about to do, just like He did with Philip. If you're here this morning, and and you feel like you're not blessed like somebody else, let me just tell you, stop that. That's not from God. That's from the other side. Envy is not a fruit of the Spirit. 
Jesus can feed an entire Colosseum with the contents of a sack lunch. He can do amazing things with whatever we bring to the table. It does not matter what that is. Through all this, we're going to come to Him with thankfulness. We come offering praise and thanksgiving to God for not only what He has done, but what He will do. And so this morning, we're going to sing a song. We're going to give you an opportunity to come. To, to come to Him. If, if you need prayer, if we can lift you up before the Father, let us help you with that. If you need to come to Him and submit to Him in baptism, to give your life to Him, let us help you with that. That's what we're here for. That's what we're all about, is bringing souls to Jesus. Because that's where the miracle happens. Not in us, not in anything that we do. If we can help you with that this morning, I encourage you to come right now, while together we stand and sing. My heart.